back again. <laughs> we need to not make this a normal thing, I but know. it's college, so get used to it. Yes, so true. So today we have another special episode. Um, Mercy is going to be sharing a little bit about her story, and I'm really, really excited to hear this. Um, I've heard little bits and pieces here and there, but she finally sent me basically the majority of it, and it's it's really, it's intense, but it's really good, and I'm really excited that she gets to share this. So, yay! Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> This is Grace. It's time to grab a mug and listen up. So before we get started, we just kind of wanted to give you guys a heads up. We live in a dorm. Yes, we do. And that comes with, you know, different noises such as people randomly screaming or getting upset at their homework. Or doors slamming. Or people crying. Yes, people crying. Or even pages turning of a book. It's a very happy place to live. Or <laughs> vacuuming because people are finally cleaning their rooms, aka the noise Good in the background right now. I need to do that. So, actually, Sam, I really need to clean this Ugh. room again. Anyway, so we just wanted to kind of give you guys a heads up. Um, you, you may have heard things in our previous episodes, and you know. So sorry. We're sorry. There's only that just so proves how real we are. So. Yes. <laughs> and yet, you guys this have still real. listened through all eight episodes yes. after this one. I can't believe it. I can't We're believe it either. Wow. That's crazy. What a blessing. What a blessing. Okay. So, Mercy, I am really yes. excited for this. So, whenever oh, you are too. ready, just hit me. Well, I'll, how about I tell <laughs> a story? Yes. Okay. I'll I'll do that. Well, there um. There's a lot of ways I thought about presenting this, and honestly, I thought about it and thought about it, and I just, I called my mom, and I was like, Mom, I'm going to share this story, and seeing as I was two years old, most two-year-olds don't remember lots about their childhood, (laughs) right, so I need your help, (laughs) and she kindly um, kind of broke down the story, and I... I think I'm just going to read you guys what she wrote me. Um, And honestly, I think this is fantastic because it's from her perspective as a mom. Mm -hmm. And um, the first time I read it, I definitely teared up. Um, She did more than tear up, (laughs) let me tell you. (laughs) It's special, guys. Um, So adoption is something really special, and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to talk more about it later. But I'm just going to hop into it, and I'll give you uh, some of the framework as we go. So also, this is all mom's words, so way to go, mom. Good work. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so my brother Nick was adopted in 1994. He was adopted in Moscow, and that's when my parents started their whole adoption process. Uh, the second adoption um, was in 1996. So uh, my parents were told that um, by their adoption agency that they had no girls available in Russia and they asked if they would consider adopting from Kazakhstan. Well, my parents said yes. They were super, super excited about that. There were two potential uh, placements in Kazakhstan, and those really just drug out and out, and adoption takes a very long time, and Mm -hmm. you just have to be patient, and people that have done that will tell you that's very true. Mm -hmm. So actually, that that adoption in Kazakhstan uh, fell through, and uh, my, my parents were heartbroken, honestly, and because they were so excited about having a little girl, and all of a sudden, it just turned around on them, and um, it fell through. Mm. So my parents told the adoption agency that they needed some time to grieve and pray and rest. And about a month later, or about a couple months, um, in the month of Ar- uh, Arch. In the month, in the month of, of March. March. <laughs> That's one, one spring afternoon. <laughs> just kidding. 
in the month of March in the year of 1998. Mom says, Dad and I decided we were ready to move forward. So I called them, them being the adoption agency, to let them know. And my mom was on the phone with a lady named Mercy. Um, we call her Big Mercy in my family. <laughs> and that's who I'm named after because that's she's so the cool. one that found, quote, found me and arranged my adoption and um, told my parents about me. And I'm actually friends with her on Facebook. So, Aww. Mercy, if you are listening to this, this is about you. So, thank you. Um, so, anyway, my mom says, um, my mom's on the phone, Mercy, and she said, I'm so glad you called. I was about to call you and Jim to see if you guys wanted to talk about a little girl. We just received info on this precious girl in Russia. Do you mind switching your paperwork back to Russia? Our answer was, absolutely. We would love it. Well, the next day, uh, or, you know, a couple days later, because it's in Europe, <laughs> my parents received a package in the mail with a picture of the most beautiful little girl ever born on this planet. That's Aww. what mom said. God was obviously ready for us to adopt because by the first week of April, we were, we were traveling to Russia. And this is what mom says. The area where you were born was pretty dangerous, but violence and war and terrorism was a common thing. When we arrived in Moscow, our first, our first need was to get flights and visas, if necessary, to go... Okay, listen, this is where I'm from. This is where I'm from. Vladikavkaz. I know, that is a mouthful. Let me spell it for you. V-L-A-D-I-K-A-V-K-A-Z. Don't ask me to spell that without looking. Wait, hold on. How do you say it again? Vla. Vla. Dikavkaz. Dikavkaz? Yeah. Interesting. I know. That's now, a little bit of a lesson for you. So... To get there, my parents needed to make sure that they had the proper stuff. Um, it's in the very southern part of Russia, near um, Chechnya, Azerbaijan, yes, and Georgia. Chechnya. Yep. So, people say I look kind of like Arabian. Well, that's why. So, near near Georgia. So, my parents spent two days traveling traveling from the airline office. To so, my mom says in this. She says, we spent two days traveling from airline office to ministry office after ministry office and no one would sell us a ticket because Americans were not supposed to travel there because of the danger and no ministry office would issue a visa that would allow an airline to sell us tickets for the same reason. Finally, a minister of something or other pulled aside our guide, Stella, to the side and discreetly told her that it was not illegal for us to go, just highly unadvised, unadvised. He would make sure that, that we could buy tickets, but if we got stopped at the airport and denied boarding on the plane, that was it. It would just be up to the passport agent whether or not we could get on the plane. So at this point, my parents were terrified. All they wanted to do was just get on that plane and come find me and take me home. But they realized that there were some things in their track that might stop them. So mom says, as we waited in line at the airport next um, the next few days, we prayed and prayed that the Lord would allow us to board the plane. As we approached the passport agent, whenever my parents tell this story, they start to cry. So, insert Aww. tears here. <laughs> As we waited and waited at the airport, the next couple of days, we prayed and prayed that the Lord would allow us to board the plane. As we approached the passport agent, a very young girl, maybe 20 or so, Dad was handed, Dad just handed her our passports, and I closed my eyes, praying. And not even waiting to see if we were denied, she barely looked at our, at our documents, stamped our passports, and waved us through. Many exclamation points. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> we were ecstatic. Once in Vladikavkaz, we had to meet with other ministers to get our adoption documents signed and then appear before a judge to testify our ability to support you and clothe you and to feed you. 
When I was on the stand answering questions, the question I remember most was, why do you want this little girl? I burst into tears and answered, we just want to love her and raise her with a mother and father uh, that will take care of her. Um, Dad was asked many questions about the size of place that we lived and how much money he made and what kind of education and health care we would provide. It was so nerve-wracking. I mean, I, I envision these things, and I, and I see my parents today. I'm like, oh, in my head sometimes, I'm like, those are the same people. Like, I'm going to go home to my parents in a couple of weeks, and those are the same people that went through this? Wow. Like, that's a lot. I don't know. Seems like two different kinds of people, but I, I know that's not true. It was so nerve-wracking. But finally, the judge approved your adoption, and we could take you home. As we left the courthouse, the judge's administrative assistant ran outside to meet us and gave us a little baby doll that she had um, gone to buy on her, on her lunch break. She said she knew that our little daughter would love it. Here's some more interesting facts about me um, from what we know from medical records. From your medical records, we knew that you were born quite early, weighing only 3.2 pounds. Oh, that's tiny. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Weighing only 3.2 pounds, when we adopted you, you were almost two years old and only weighed 17 pounds. Mm. You were not walking on your own yet. You wore a size nine-month clothing, size zero baby shoes. That afternoon at the baby home, it was a baby home, so lots and lots of kids lived there. Um, that afternoon at the baby home, we were able to spend time with you out in the hallway, and they brought you a plate of food for me to feed you. Dad helped in your area with other children your age. It was a large play slash school room for, with bedrooms full of cribs that were all adjoining. For their lunch, they had water. And, um, wait a second. Okay. For their lunch, they had water in which two sliced apples had been boiled. You were very hungry and very undernourished. So where I was from, it was very poor, hence the water and the sliced apples. <laughs> and if you know anything about children's development, that's not very that's helpful. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> So... Um, there are some things that came out from that, but it's, it's, let's just keep going, shall we? We stayed in Vladikavkaz one last night and drove to the airport the next day to fly back to Moscow. On the way to the airport, a small car came zooming up past us, uh, beside us, and inside was the oldest son of the host home that we had stayed with and his friend. They had enjoyed talking to us each night and were excited for us and you. They met us at the airport with a traditional, traditional Ossetian bride doll, that, had spent, that they had spent the morning at the open market buying. You were loved everywhere you went. Fun fact about that Ossetian bride doll, I have that at home sitting on in my room on a shelf. And I mean, I mean, we see the wedding dresses today, y'all, but that bride looks incredible. I kind of joked that I was going to wear a traditional Ossetian bride outfit, <laughs> but I'm like, that is a lot of clothing. So we're just going to go with the white gown for my wedding. <laughs> Well, that is a lot of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. My mom says, I think that was Friday. Good Friday. Because when we got back to Moscow, we had a couple of days to sightsee and sp spend time with you before going to the American embassy to get your visa to travel back to the U.S. We spent Easter in Russia adopting you. That couple of days really worked wonders in your baby heart. You were smiling at us, babbling, and always reaching for your dad to hold you. The other Aww. babies... Ruthie. <laughs> The other babies at the embassy had just been giving their new moms and dads within the last 24 hours, and you were st and, and were still a little frightened and very quiet. Not you. You had been used to get, you had been used, you had gotten used to seeing us and seemed to approve 
when you were babbling and singing, we called you the loud baby. Yeah. Which is very true. <laughs> At least when I was a baby. Hopefully now I'm not as loud. Yeah, no, no, you're not as loud now. We flew home, and you began to adapt to your new home and family very easily. You began picking up the language, and you were walking on your own within a couple of months. You wanted food, though. You were encouraged to sit on our lap during mealtimes um, as we fed you to speed up the feeding process and the bonding process. If we shifted in our chair or touched the plate, you thought mealtime was over and would cry and scream till you felt reassured that we weren't taking food away from you. Mm. So that was April. You turned two in June. We received some help through the Babies Can't Wait uh, program for you to get occupational therapy and speech therapy until you were four to help you catch up. And you've been working and learning ever since. It's obvious that God wanted you to be our daughter and, and walk through... Oof. Oh, mercy. Don't cry. <laughs> it's okay, you can cry. It's obvious that God wanted you for our daughter and walk this through the delays and disappointments of Kazakhstan to prepare our hearts for the most perfect daughter he could have ever provided for us. Your dad and I love you with everything in our hearts, Doodlebug. Thanks for being our baby girl. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that's that. It's literally so, a beautiful story. That's my story, and that's how I got here. I remember a lot of times whenever we have like a, I don't know, a big family moment or whatever, and something big is going to happen, like in our family, like if I, if I go to church, or, you know, like I remember... There was one time I was really nervous about something at church, and my dad pulled me aside, and he, he hugged me, and he, he told me, he said, he said, Mercy, he's like, I told you when you were two, when I held you, I said, I'll always take care of you, baby girl. And he's like, and I'm looking at you right now, and I'm telling you that now, I'll take Aww. care of you, baby girl. And he still tells me that now, and I don't know, it's just something special, so... And guys, her parents are like the sweetest people. They're literally the sweetest southernest <laughs> people ever. Like the first time I met them, I was terrified because it's like my RA's parents, but they're so welcoming and and kind. And honestly, like I really want to adopt someday, and I hope that I will be able to bring my kids up in the same way that they brought you up. And mm. you know, it's just yeah. a really cool story. Yeah, everyone has a different story with this, and mm-hmm. you know, sometimes adoptions don't go as planned. Sometimes. Um, a child might struggle with reactive attachment disorder Mm -hmm. and that's when a child doesn't bond properly to the adopted parents and that is hard because from you know the adoptive parents hearts all they want to do is love this child and to help them and to give them a home and when a child doesn't click correctly and or start to have those emotional bonds that hurts Mm -hmm. it hurts and all you do is pray and trust the lord with that but the Lord was good, and um, I didn't start smiling around them. I don't know. It took me a couple of weeks. I mean, I don't honestly. I don't remember anything. So <laughs> you're just like <laughs> most people. Most people say, whenever I say, "Yeah, I'm adopted from Russia," the next thing they say is, "Do you speak Russian? Do you mm. remember anything?" I'm like, "No, niet and niet." <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> nope, nope to both, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And another question they always ask me is, "Do you want to meet your birth mother?" And there have been days that, yes, I think it would be awesome. But there have been other days where I, I've been given such an amazing family mm. that my heart is just overwhelmed with contentment with where I am. And they are my parents. Yeah. And I, I don't care that my mom didn't give birth to me. She is my mother. Yeah. And um, sometimes that bothers people. 
-hmm. Some people don't agree with that. And you know what? You're entitled to your own opinion. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, you know what? You're, you you're allowed to believe what you believe. But in my heart of hearts, uh, my mom is my mom. My dad is my dad. Um, so I'm just, I've, I've, you know, I've wanted to maybe meet her, but the Lord hasn't put that in my path and that's okay. And I'm okay with that. And I think had the Lord wanted me to remember certain specific items and, and details of my past, he would have given me those memories, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 um, I believe that's for a reason and I'm thankful for that. And I don't know, some kids have terrible and hard memories from those those times but I don't I have happy memories I have you know exciting memories I remember I do remember though when I first came that I had to get all these shots that was not a happy time no mercy does not like shots it's kind of cool my doctor who um had been my doctor for years I told my mom when when um she first brought me to the states it was like she weighed how much and my mom was like she weighed this much and he was like well, she shouldn't be here. <laughs> and and he's like, but she is. And then I grew up a lot, and then I probably turned 13, and I went back to see him for a doctor's appointment. And and he told me, he's like, Mercy, ever since I met you, I knew you were a fighter. He's like, and now look and see Aww. where you are. And I, I don't so know. Cute. That's just so cool that um, the Lord just puts people's lives together like that. Mm-hmm. So, And now um, you're here at Maranatha? Yeah. You're going to be a teacher. Ugh, and you get to help all the, all the other little kiddos. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. You're going to do an amazing job. Thank you. So if you ever for thought sure. about adoption, yes, please do it. Because mm-hmm. kids need that. Kids mm-hmm. need love. Yeah. And it's something that's dear to both of our hearts. Because, I mean, my mm-hmm. family is a foster family. And, you know, you guys, there are no words for the things that some kids have to go through. And Absolutely. It's our job as Christians to... Um, you know, be an encouragement and to help those who need it, but especially children who do not have the love of parents or the love of a family. And I think that's something that we miss out on a lot. Um, and it's not, it's not right. So. Right. And I, I think it's even more special to me because the verse, uh, the verse, I can't think of the past, the the reference, but it talks about being adopted into God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, oh, that's a win-win right there. Yeah. Like, that's cool. I mean, when you get saved, you don't have to go through all these documents and spend loads of money and travel. But, or be scared of being rejected, mm-hmm. you know? Because y- you pass. If if you ask Christ to be your Savior, you're in. And that's that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm just, I'm really thankful for that. And my adoption birthday is next Coming Sunday. here, yeah. On Easter. That's so So cool. that's kind of cool. My brother's is uh, Thanksgiving, so he was adopted as well. And also, the other question I get is, are you and Nick blood-related? No, we're not. He was adopted first. He was adopted from Moscow. He was a cute little thing. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) But anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate um, all the encouragement we've been getting. Yes, much encouragement. (laughs) It has been very encouraging. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And if you guys have any questions about adoption or anything like that I I honestly do not have all the answers but I can just tell you what I've learned and share with you things that have been on my heart so please don't be scared to ask and I hope this was a blessing to you guys Karis thank you for letting me talk about this yes it was really fun to hear and it's it's um it's cool to hear stories about like 
how God uses all these different circumstances mm-hmm. in so many different people's lives. And mm-hmm. something I've been learning recently, and I've said it a lot, but it's true, is that life is not black and white. Absolutely. You know, and it's full of it's full of different people and different situations and and it, that's what makes it beautiful. So And we need that. Yeah. Yep. If life is black and white it'd be the most boring thing in the world. Yes. So we need people. Yeah. I think that's something I've learned as well. Mm-hmm. So Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, friends. Yeah. You guys have a lovely day. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Feel free to give feedback through direct message on Facebook or Instagram at Mercy and Grace Podcasts. Or you can email us at mercyandgrace underscore podcasts at gmail.com.